Poppy fans and welcome to the PO Forecast episode four. Yeah, that's right. We've made it to four episodes and I'm joined here by Matt. Hi, Hugh. Great to be with you again today on another fine Wednesday. Yeah, it's good to have you, Matt, as always. And I'm pretty impressed you've managed to make it again. I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been allowed out again. Hopefully this will be a permanent fixture so we can bring you guys more Pompey news every week. That's it. So as we strive to bring out our weekly podcast. And uh, yeah, so it's the PO Forecast, the official podcast of Pompey News Now. Give us a follow at Pompey News Now if you don't already follow the Pompey News Now Twitter. At PO Forecast. Yep, follow us up on that. Uh, follow me at puck.uk and follow Matt at mcorrick87. That's the correct one, Q. Oh, I got it this time, mate. All right, so today's show, uh, part one, we will be looking at the Plymouth game. We'll be briefly reviewing the Gillingham game and uh, the much-anticipated Gillingham game, I should have said. With the debuts and much-anticipated debut of Andre Green and Mason. Yeah, it's good to see those guys in a Pompey shirt playing for us. And then in part two, we've got Matt's debate. Uh, Matt's debate this week is what is next for Brett uh, followed later on by part three in which we will be looking at the players we've got at the moment out on loan on the loan watch seeing how they're playing and then finally we will be reviewing well I should say previewing the Shrewsbury game yeah sorry Hugh that was my fault keep putting review in your head over the preview but yeah and then later on we'll be discussing anything else we want to right so part one Matt Plymouth, what are your thoughts? Well, another fantastic result. Still unbeaten. 3-0 at home. Ronan Curtis on fire. What more could you really ask for at the moment, Hugh, to be honest? Obviously, you were there. You had the the experience of the atmosphere and, and the, the great view in the back of the Fratton End. So, hopefully, you can tell me uh, a little bit more. Obviously, I've only seen the highlights, but I've heard a lot of speak this week. And I think... You know, the, there is um, an article that was released on uh, Pompey News Now today saying, is this is the real life or is this just reality or whatever? It, the, the Queen song is not up to date with my Queen songs, unfortunately. I actually don't know many songs, mate, so fair play to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and in a way, I, sort of going back to the football, is, is this reality? Because I cannot remember for the life of me a season where we started this well. No, I don't think there's been one since, I can't remember what the stat was, but it was back in the 80s, wasn't it? I'm not sure if we we beat that stat now. But yeah, going back to the Plymouth game, it was lively, wasn't it? I mean, I was in the back of the Fratton end for the game, as Matty was saying. It was it was an electric atmosphere. It was, you know, everyone was up for it, apart from possibly the Plymouth fans. And um, yeah, it was some great performances. Obviously, you've got Jamal Lowe who played, I thought, played really well. Obviously, set up the first goal. I was thinking he might shoot, but, you know, he played it across to Ronan Curtis. And is that his first home goal of the season? Uh, it is, I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So first home goal of the season for Ronan Curtis. He obviously got one later on and he set up Jamal Lowe. So, Matt, did you have a player that you thought really stood out for you? Well, I mean, apart from the obvious, obviously, Ronan Curtis, you know, being fantastic so far this season. Jamal's assisting again, obviously, we discussed before the show, the partnership that those two have built up already this season is just phenomenal. To be honest with you, I'm so impressed with the back four every week at the moment. There's yeah. so much stability there. We're not conceding as much or anywhere near as, as we did last season, especially towards the end of the games. I believe we're looking a lot stronger. 
You know, yeah, I, yeah. From, from what I've seen, from what I've heard, Plymouth really didn't bring anything at all to the game. Apart um, from a lot of crying afterwards. A lot of crying afterwards, definitely, yeah. Especially from uh, Mr Adams, again, obviously embarrassing himself as per usual. On a tandem, did you see uh, on Twitter that Adams was sat behind the uh, League 2 champions side I did, of his yeah, hand. yeah. How ironic <laughs> is that? Absolutely perfect. I'm Who sure uh, <laughs> that, that contributed to his fantastic interview at the end of the game. I'd like to know if someone actually got him that ticket specifically so he sat behind that board or not let's hope so round of applause to the, the person that did arrange that if they did do that on purpose <laughs> a good spot to the lad on Twitter who put it out there I mean he's an interesting bloke isn't he I mean let's face it he, in his pre-match or I think maybe it was a, a day after he said that if he was still in charge of St Mirren they'd be in Europe right now well <laughs> you know that's, that's a new one to me but well, he, he said he's the best manager outside the Premier League yeah I mean well what can you say? What can you say? The Jose Mourinho of League, of yeah, League One. He's definitely special, that's for sure. <laughs> Maybe not in the same light. but he definitely yeah. chats as much shit anyway. He does Mourinho. definitely chat as much shit. And he's about as miserable as Mourinho as well. So, But, I mean, going back to the game, I, I'm, I just can't really see a weak point for us at the moment. And I, I think that has got to be the most amazing feeling for the players and I think it's reflecting on the pitch to be honest with you there's so much confidence across every position at the moment so you know no no complaints from me obviously people you know possibly heard you speak on the famous Express FM on Monday yeah you made a debut you did indeed you did indeed <laughs> and and very good as well must say you well, you see, Matt's actually listened to about three minutes of it now. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't have an iPhone and it's got an Apple podcast and he's not managed to borrow his wife's iPhone to, uh, to yeah, listen to it. So, well, But cheers, mate. I appreciate the, right, the bit of support right. you put out there for me, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, so it was a good game. And I think when you've got the fans chanting, easy, 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 after the third goal went in, you know, it was quite a, quite a special day in that sense at Fratton Park. I think Ronan Curtis, I'm just going to put this out there, he looks like a complete player. Yeah. I think that not only is he settling in well at the club, I understand he's uh, rooming with um, Hawkins as well, which is only going to be good for, for the lad. Yeah. But you can see after the game, you know, he's run over straight away to the family stand. Right. He's signing autographs with all the kids. He's taking selfies of all of them. I saw um, he was just walking off towards the tunnel Right. right. Yeah. And uh, some a few kids came down, and they'd obviously missed out. And oh, he, they they're like running down the stand, and he literally he um, he looks round, hears them, and he just comes back out sit, to like make sure he doesn't leave anyone out. So he's got got the the community spirit there Precisely. as well, which is which is everything that we we want from the players yeah. that join the club. I mean. Burge was a great example of that when he when he came to the club. He's he's taken on the role in the community fantastically. Yeah, Danny Rose does a lot as well, doesn't he, in the community? As he well. does. Yeah, yeah. Of course, obviously with his coaching as well. I think he stepped that up a bit. So it's great to have players like that around the football club, and it's obviously bringing a great vibe. So yeah. um, you know, and it, and it sort of moves on to to the next sort of part of the of the show where we're going to discuss the the Gillingham game last night. I mean, this well, just just to summarise quickly, I think on the Plymouth game, I think that you can't really you can't really fault anyone who played particularly. No, and no, no. Apart from a couple of a couple of injury worries, which we had. Yeah. Um, that that was the only concern. But you know, Jacket said one to two weeks. Yeah. As long as what more heals up. Well, let's let's hope it's different from previous seasons. You know, I think I, as I I was sort of discussing with you before the show, I I heard him say that he he took himself off. You know, as a precaution. Precautionary measure. So I think you know maybe that's 
some experience coming from Jack over previous series, uh, seasons where he's he's tried to push on and play through. So No, that's good. And I think these injuries have sort of a little segue into the next bit, talking about the Gilliam game, because these injuries, knocks, I'll say, rather than injuries, yeah, little yeah. knocks, yeah, they opened up a few more places in the team. They have, yeah. There's, well, obviously three positions to, to fill now and... Last night was a, a fantastic opportunity for, for the people. Well, 10 changes, wasn't it? There was 10 changes, yeah. yeah, And it, it was a great opportunity for the players taking those positions of Walks, Watmore and Hawkins to show that they've got the ability to step in and, and you know transition into the way the squad are playing at the moment. And, well, what more could you ask for? I think they all had an impact last night. What more could you ask for? Oh, well, <laughs> you, you turned that one there, Hugh. You turned that one there, mate. It's one Not of Matt's me. fucking dreadful puns. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the Gillingham game, I'll be honest, I didn't pay that much attention to it. I, I'm not a big fan of the Checker Trade Trophy, although... I do think it's good that we got to put out, you know, a second team yeah. and um, see what those guys have. And there's a lot to be excited about in the way in which they played. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously, I agree with you, the Checker Trade Trophy really does just feel like a, a midweek warm-up match nowadays. I think, you know, we were talking about the injuries. Thompson came in at right back and replaced Walks. He assisted close on the third goal. That was a and nice a second goal. That, even. that was a nice little pullback, wasn't it? I like the little yeah. shimmy he did. The sort yeah. of he sold, sold the him. defender, yeah, yeah, laid it back. Can't possibly say it was an amazing finish from close. I mean, what the keeper was doing. Uh, he think, wasn't close to it though, was he? Oh, let's see who's doing it now. <laughs> who's who's pulling out the funds now? Don't stop putting them on me. Uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt gave me that one before before the show. If anyone's interested. <laughs> yeah, free dad jokes all round for everyone. Um, <laughs> But you know, you're putting me off my flow now. What are you doing? So basically, obviously, that that's, a, I think, a natural replacement for right-back for Walks. Thompson has to come in for me there. Uh, then Burge, obviously, one man of the match. I think you were impressed with that decision, as you were discussing before the game. You know, yeah, four yeah. nil, 4-0 victory and uh, a defender centre-backs man of the match. <laughs> I mean, apparently he played well. I didn't, didn't watch all of it, if I'm honest. So... I suppose it only speaks volume. If you see how well the other players did, the attacking players did, and if Burge gets man of the match, then that says a lot to us. Of course and it does. Apparently Burge also showed that there's actually a pizza in the there Domino's box. There is pizza in the Domino's box after, I think it was Ronan Curtis it was said Curtis. it was empty. Yeah, so there's the proof. There's the proof. Proof's in the pizza. <laughs> but he's, he's full of it tonight, everyone. Full of it. So another brilliant one from me earlier, I suppose, there, Bunks. Yeah, for real. Yeah, so yeah. and obviously more importantly, there was two debuts last night, which uh, I believe both impressed extremely well. Yeah, I mean Andre Green won the penalty. He did. Yes, that's correct. Um, I, I saw a, a discussion earlier on Twitter actually. I think with Andrew Moon, he was someone said, "Should it have was it a penalty and and should there have been a red card?" I've got to say, yes, it was a penalty in my eyes. No, definitely not a red card. He was going away from goal. And I think that's what Andrew Moon said in his response. So, you know, but it's great that he's getting into those areas to win penalties. So I'm delighted with that. I think from what I've read, from what I heard commentary wise, I think it seems like he's going to be a really exciting prospect for us. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be one of those players who's going to give Kenny Jacket a massive selection headache. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I think... The problem Green's going to have is that obviously he's competing with Curtis and and Lowe and that's worked so well 
you know, six, seven games into the season already. So The only place he could play apart from that is where Gareth Evans is playing, I suppose, because he's sort of playing as an attacking midfielder, isn't he? As part of he a three, is. really. Yeah. yeah. So in front of Thompson and Naylor, I think Green could play there. Yeah, yeah, no, completely. I think he said that he, he's quite happy playing in that position as well. You know, again, anyone who was at the game who's got an opinion on that, shout us up on Twitter. We'd love to hear your point of view on that. I'm sure we'll be least likely to hear from anyone at the Gillian game, but well, we'd like yeah. to hear from them. Yeah, I mean, the, the small majority that was were there. Was it 2,000 fans there, wasn't there? Yeah, right? 2,000 and something. I think there was 62 Gillingham fans, something like that. So That's pretty much half their fan base who turned up. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the same away attendance Crawley had at uh, Oldham last week, or last Saturday. So, Love that. You know, they're, they're Matt's brother-in-law is an avid Crawley fan. He is an avid Crawley fan, and the father-in-law attended the game and was quite impressed that there were 62 away fans he said that's a good turnout for Crawley so <laughs> you would have liked Danny Rose to go out on loan to Crawley then so you well, keep an eye yeah, on him yeah that's it I mean I'm sure the the you know support might have been better for him considering there's only 60 of them it's not so much criticism to take is it <laughs> <laughs> but I mean obviously as well Mason played a part in the fourth last night um Obviously, bounced back to Wheeler. He finished that off, so that's his first goal for the club as well. Yeah, which yeah is, David Wheeler. Congratulations on that one, David. Brilliant news. Um, you know, and it's it's even better news for us as well. Again, he you looks know. good as well. He's another quick player as well. Another quick. We've player. We've got so much pace in the squad now. You you look at it. You look at Wheeler. You look at Green. I mean, obviously, we've got we've got Lowe. We've got Curtis. I mean, I just think. You know, we look pretty scary. I mean, even Gareth games. Evans as well. Yeah, Evans pace, looks quick. You know, I mean, didn't he you say Brett than... looked like lightning as well on Saturday? Didn't you hear? I thought he looked slower against <laughs> against Plymouth, but I don't know if that's in contrast to maybe the other players around him who are all lightning quick. Uh, I don't know. He's has he lost the step? He he's always looked a little bit slow, isn't he? He has always looked a little <laughs> bit like why are we why are we trying to play that in front of him? He do, just doesn't ever look like he's going to quite get there. I think he needs it more at his feet. But obviously, that's a discussion for later on, isn't it? In in part two. Indeed, mate. Indeed. Right. Well, we're going to play some sort of little jingle sound, and then we will be going on to part two. Yep, that's correct. So we will catch up with you guys in a bit. Welcome back to part two of the PO forecast. And now it's time for Matt's Debate. That's right, Pompey fans. It's time for Matt's Debate, in which we debate the hot topic of the week. And this week we'll be debating what's next for Brett. Matt, what is next for Brett Pittman in the Pompey side? What do you think? Well, Hugh, I think personally, on a personal note, he needs more game time. I think, as I said to you previously, he doesn't lose his ability over a summer. Yes, the system changes. Yes, maybe we're not incorporating Brett into that system as much. Why? I don't know. Did Brett not impress in pre-season? Did he not show the ability to fit the, the tactics that Kenny wanted to play this season? I'm not too sure, but my argument is that he needs to play more. And I think now this opportunity has arisen with Hawkins being injured for a couple of weeks. I say go with him on the weekend, personally. I don't think it's a matter of maybe Brett hasn't looked sharp. I think it's more a situation of Hawkins has looked sharp. And players are playing off Hawkins and he's bringing them into the game and stuff like that. So when it's working with Hawkins in the system, you don't change it up. No, no, I agree with you. I'm saying sort of change it up. I just think he needs a bit more game time. I think he needs to be that impact player 
that we we can have there. You know, if Hawkins is playing well, linking up with Curtis, with Lowe, brilliant, 70 minutes, freshen it up, give Brett some game time. He's not going to get that freshness back and get that, you know, form that he had last season without the game time. And I think, really, if he doesn't get this game time, is a player that's capable of scoring 25 goals in a season going to hang around and, and wait for that? I mean, maybe not. But I think the thing to think about now is if Hawkins wasn't injured, yes, yeah. would you want Brett to be getting more game time? I'd still I'd still want him to, to come on for a few more minutes than he's getting at the moment. Definitely. I think we need to be patient with him. We had to be patient with people last season. We've had to be patient with people for many seasons, I think. You know, not always do they come good. That's not always the option, you know. And I think there has got to be times when you've got to go, this just isn't working. And if that is unfortunately going to be the case come some point in the season, then that's something they'll have to look at at that time. But I just think at the moment, everyone's on his back. But how much, how many minutes has he actually had this season where he's had the opportunity to, to impress, really? Well, I'll be honest, I watched him at the Plymouth game and I wasn't that impressed with his performance in the second half. Right, okay. He came on as a direct replacement for Hawkins. Yeah. So, and he's he's in that striking role and he knows that role, you know, really well, obviously, and he's been successful in that role. Yeah. He struggled to make an impact in that game. Arguably, he could have had a goal if Curtis would decide to slot yeah. it over to him. Yeah. And then maybe we're thinking, oh, he got a goal, he's off he's off the mark and, and stuff like that. But I think at, at the moment, he, he, looked, he looked a bit slow and off the pace. Yeah, I mean, maybe the argument is... The reason he scored so much last season was we didn't have the ability around him that we have this season. Yeah. And therefore, players like Ronan Curtis aren't afraid to shoot from that particular angle where last season that might have been laid off to Brett and he would have tucked it in. You know, is this going to be a problem all season though? Because if so, then I can't see how he's how we're going to keep him here. It's not, it's not a problem, in my opinion, having more players that can score and more players that can create chances. I think having that spread across the team, spread across the squad, those goals, is only a positive. Yeah. I think Brett's definitely got a place. You know, He, he is a goal scorer and he will, he will score us goals. Yeah. I think if Hawkins hadn't been injured, I'm not going to be pushing for him to have, to have playing time straight away. I think he should have to, just like everyone else in the squad, you know, Ben Close, Danny Rose... Bide your time, you know, it will be a time which you can step in and make a good difference. But, you know, we are where we are now. Yeah, yeah. Hawkins is injured for a week or two. Does Brett come in? Does Brett come in? Brett My on... opinion, yeah, I think I think he's got to. I don't think Mason is 100% match ready yet. I think the, the game midweek would have done Pittman the world of good. I think it would have boosted his confidence. I heard he, I heard he looked a lot more confident on the ball. He looked like he, even the highlights I've seen, he looked like he, he held the ball down well. He, he played off players. He flicked it on well. But I don't know how many changes Gillingham made to that team. They, they didn't yeah. look like a good side at all. No, no, of course. But then not. again, we've got Shrewsbury coming up, and they look poor. They really? look really poor. Yeah, so it's an opportunity for him to again, you know, make his mark on on the team, and and hopefully. You know, we'll see a bit more of him this weekend, especially seeing this is an opportunity for him. If he does get that nod ahead of Mason, I think it's an opportunity for him to show Kenny that he's 
you know, he's back and he's going to do it this season. Brett's for us. back. Brett's back. That's it. And, <laughs> and you can get back down the bookies and put your one nil Brett Pittman bets back on every week. I made, made a fair amount of, of dollar on that, mate. You did. You did. Yeah. I mean, all those saying that, by all accounts, you've not been doing so bad this uh, season either. So, no, fairly, yeah. Now, I, I think that he's got a good case to start. I don't know, though, because Jacket obviously likes Mason. He bought him to, the, to course, Wolves. Yeah. Three million quid. That's not. That's not a little bit of change. No, no, and no. I actually think that he might. I'm an R about it. Does it? I think he probably does go with, with Pittman to start up yeah. front. Yeah. And then maybe brings Mason on depending on how he plays. But I'm interested to see Mason play. I know what Brett can give. Yeah. I do. And I'm, I'm, maybe it's just me being, you know, wanting to, as a fan to see what our new striker can give. And it's quite easy, isn't it, as a fan to sit there and go, all yeah. oh, right, we've got a new striker. I want to see him play. But. Yeah, I mean, he, he obviously, as we spoke about earlier in the show, he played a part in the fourth last night, running at the defence, had them on their, their heels. That's promising. That's what we want to see. And, and that definitely fits into the current style of play within the club, the, the system Kenny's playing and the tactics. I just feel like the goals are there with Brett again. I think, I think and that's why you have to give him the nod. I think especially after the contribution he made last season, yes, we have got a, a three million pound price player on the bench and I'm not saying that we shouldn't ever have that as an option. I just think this week give Brett his opportunity to show what he can do. But at the same time, mate, do you not think though that last season I'd argue that we needed Brett not just as a goal scorer but also as a player who led on the pitch. He's a leader on the pitch. He is, yeah, completely. Gareth Evans has looked like a leader on the pitch without Pittman being there. Yeah. Do you think he's replaced that or do you think Gareth Evans was always that player? I think Gareth Evans always had that in his locker. I think he's um, a very passionate player, wears his heart on his sleeve he's got the ability to to rally around the team and you know give them that bit of energy he's obviously very close with the rest of the squad as well he so hates scummers as well he does hate the scum yeah we all know that and we all love that song so yeah, yeah. but um this was the sort of discussion we were having wasn't it with with Brett and the captaincy you know is it going to be a case now where we're going to have to think about putting someone you know, else with the armband because if he's not starting, you you have to think if Evans is starting every week, he's a candidate. Yeah, I think Matt Clark's another definite candidate. I asked Matt Clark actually. I interviewed him last year for yeah. Pompey News. Now go and check it out if you haven't read it already. Yeah, yeah. And he said that you know he he would love to to captain the side, whether it's you know in the future, in a year's time. But he feels like he's got the ability to to do that and. He's the only player who didn't come out of the squad in, against Gillingham. Yeah. That's the sort of thing you think he's there to lead by example. And everyone feels good when Clarkie's playing at the back. He's a candidate possibly to take over that yeah. captain's role. Yeah. And I, I think this is where my concern for Brett lies is that there is so much depth, not just in positions, but in capability across that pitch to, to captain the team. And last season, it was so you know, pivotal to have Brett there and, and he rallied that team forward. And I think, you know, we had such a great season because of Brett, but this season, I don't think we are going to, unfortunately, rely on him so heavily. And therefore, I think long-term, I don't think there's, unfortunately, going to be the demand for Brett as much, unfortunately. you don't Do you think he has a future at the club, Matt? Past this season, no. 
No, you think this would be his last season with the club? Unfortunately, the way I've, I'm seeing things unfold personally now, I, I think, unfortunately, this might be our last season with Brett. That's interesting, mate. That is interesting. So, yeah, I mean, it, obviously, we will shout out and say, get the tweets out and, and let us know your opinion. Unfortunately, we've we've not heard as much back as we wished. But I don't think we've had one tweet back from anyone from the show yet. So if you're sitting there listening to this, get your phone out and just hit us a tweet. I don't care what you say. At PO Forecast, give us a wave, whatever. Call us a bunch of twats. Just put a tweet out there, at yeah. PO Forecast. It will make both of us pretty happy, to be honest. So yeah, do us a favour, give us a tweet. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear, hear the opinions as well. Obviously, you know, this is Matt's debate, but... The, the whole point of the debate is to, to try and get some response and hear your guys' views. So please, you know, just yeah. just get over there, get on Twitter. You're already on your phone listening to this, so you might as well just hit us a little tweet while you're listening. I think phones now have got the capability for you to do two things at once. So yeah, that's possible. Get, get it out get there. Get it out there, unless you're Hugh and you've got the, the Nokia 3210 still, and obviously that becomes a little bit harder. It's retro, mate. It's classic. <laughs> <laughs> you just love it for Snake, didn't you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. So now it's time to move on to part three. Yeah, where we're going to just swiftly talk about the the loans that we, we've got out, the lads who have made their way out on loan this season, how they've been performing. Obviously, we, we had a reserve game last night where the, the boys came back from their, their loan clubs and, and made appearances. So we're just going to sort of cover a bit of that game, discuss how they've been doing so far out on loan. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Hugh's going to do his little piece on the, the Shrewsbury game on Saturday. And I think that Matt is particularly happy. He actually texted me you know, the other day and said, Hugh... Donahue's back with a bang. So, Matt, I want to hear your thoughts on your favourite player, Dion. I'm sure there'll be plenty for you coming up in part three. <laughs> All right, see you in a bit. Welcome back to part three of the PO Forecast. And we're going to dive straight into looking at the Pompey Reserves, who had a little... Uh, 2-1 loss, unfortunately, to Plymouth, who apparently have held some sort of street parade in celebration, open bus tour. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard Derek Adams was, was saying that if he was in charge of the uh, reserves, they'd be in the Champions League as well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was obviously it's not something everyone keeps up to date with, the, the reserves games, but I think last night there was uh, the return of Dion Donoghue. Matt's favourite player. Yeah, exactly, my favourite. He's got like a massive A1 poster on as well. Well, yeah, you know, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about moving it up onto the roof, to be honest with you, mate, just so I can, you know, lovingly stare into his eyes as I fall asleep <laughs> at night because I just, you know, love the guy so much. But, you know... He, he says no. <laughs> yeah, the wife says no, yeah. Um, but, the, you know, he captained the team last night. Um, obviously, I would like to say he'd be uh, great for the, the young heads in the team, but I don't have that opinion of Dion Donoghue, unfortunately. I'm sure there is some love for Dion Donoghue out there, and I think people would a good, say He takes good. a good corner, Matt, though, and he takes a good free kick. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure Alex Bass will be delighted that he can now take a free kick um, and, and now has that capability. You know, I think it, it doesn't really come down to to what Dion Donoghue can teach anyway. I think it was great for him to get some game time. Obviously, he's a, another option to, to have out if we if we need him out there. I think he's yep, going to be definitely. a great squad player. He's obviously got the experience from last season with the squad and under Kenny as well. So, you know, although I, I'm not a big fan of, of Dion, unfortunately, myself, I do think, you know, he's great for the squad. I think 
players would have learned from him yesterday as well, undoubtedly. And that's obviously why they gave him the captaincy. It was also, you know, great to hear Alex Bass made an appearance back from Torquay. Uh, Dan Smith and Bradley Deathbridge as well have all, all came back last for last night's game as well. So. Happy birthday, Dan Smith. Yeah, happy 19th birthday, Dan Smith. As of today, just about. Yeah, just about. Yeah, uh, apparently as well, he looked quite lively in that game. So... That's good to hear. Um, and obviously, I think that will all sort of show from when we, we go through how he's been getting on on Lone Watch. I was about to blab about that. We're going to do that in a minute, aren't we? We are. We are going to have a chat about Lone Watch. So, yeah. I mean, if, if you're happy to move on to that now, we can we can get going with that. Yeah, well, let's go, let's go with Dan Smith. Yeah, so Dan Smith's obviously on loan at Bogner. If anyone didn't know that, then, you know... Where have you been? Just going to shout out again, Bogner is a great place to get some chips. <laughs> yeah, you love those chips. Damn those chips. £2 for some cheesy chips down at Bogner. Get yourself down there, people. Yeah, and, and you uh, get to see Dan Smith and, and Lethbridge as well. So, double result. Now, Dan Smith, he looks he looks like a player who, when he gets on the ball, he runs directly. He He's quick. And he's got a sharp eye for finish. I saw him score the, uh, I think it was the fourth goal for Pompey against Bogner. It was it was a nice finish there as well. I think he's he's a player that Jacket also puts a lot a lot of you know trust in for a young player. Oh, 100 percent. He's um, I think he actually stayed on the field for the whole game and a lot of changes were made for Pompey down at Bogner, which just shows how much he wanted to see him get a good look at him. Yeah, yeah, completely. And I I think that's that's obviously showing this season. He was brought back for the Swindon game. He obviously. You know, featured last night in the reserves as well, scoring six goals in five appearances for Bogner so far this season. It's prolific, so, yeah, that was strong, yeah, right? And obviously, I know it's a lot lower level, but I think from from everything I've been reading about Dan Smith so far this season, he's really stepped up his game this season, and I think he's definitely one to look for. You know, in the future, I think he's. Gonna, yeah. I think he'll definitely, you know, make appearances for the first team, and again, you know. It's another player that's coming out of the academy again, and, and this is only good for us. And I think this is what Eisner said he wanted when he, you know, he, he stepped in and took over the club. He he wanted talent to come through the youth ranks, and and we're getting that. And it, again, exactly the same with Brad Lethbridge. You know, he's he scored, I think, four goals in five appearances. Four and five, that's right, Nate Spot. So you know, it's another player that's that's showing that he can do it. He's been called back for the Swindon game and the Plymouth game as well. So I think, you know, he's he's showing potential. And again, it's it's all good for the club, you know. And yeah, definitely. Obviously, me and you were, were watching a little video in the break there of Alex Bass. Alex Bass. Now, I think he looks solid. What game was it at Fratton Park? Can you remember when he was wearing that that cap was it against Peterborough Peter last, last season? The season yeah because it was so sunny he had to wear a yeah. baseball cap he, was like, he looked solid in that game for Pompey yeah. I mean not overly a busy afternoon I think in the first half he, he made a great save didn't he which mm. he slightly spilled but got on top of it you know we were, we were I don't know if any of you have seen it head over to Twitter if you haven't um, he made a fantastic save on the weekend against, I believe it was Hemel Hempstead Town. Something like that. Uh, yeah. You know, one of their players looked to, to sort of drive it from a halfway line and Bass pedaled back. I think you're arguing it was, he was a bit far he out. He might have been a bit far out. That's the confidence when you've got four clean sheets, isn't it? Four clean sheets this season so far. Only conceded two on the opening day against Hampton and Richmond. Hampton which and Richmond. I think, was that Jamal's old club, was it? Yeah. Yeah, Jamal and Nicky Clamber's yeah. old clubs, yeah. I think. So, no shame in there. Obviously, they they've got a bit of talent, you know, in in their ranks. So, I don't think there's any shame in that. But you know, it's it's such 
a good opportunity for Alex Bass this year. I know he was on a loan at Salisbury last season, made 37 appearances for them. Mm-hmm. Obviously made an appearance for us at the end of the season, then signed a new contract before going yeah. out on loan to Torquay. So it shows it, the faith that, that, that the club have in him exactly. to sign him up to a contract. It's sort of like saying, look, we think you could be our keeper, but... We also think that your time is better sent out on loan, developing your skills. A hundred percent. And I think that's only going to do Alex Bass the world of good, you know. And I think it won't be too long to say that he'll either start making appearances for us in competitions like the Checker Trade Trophy, League Cup games. Just depending on what happens. Out. If Does Jacket have any faith in McGee? And that that's the thing, you know. I think it's a big season for McGee, isn't mm. it? You know, and unfortunately for players like Alice uh, Alice, Alice. <laughs> I'm sure he'll thank me for that one later <laughs> sorry Alex if you are listening um, but you know I think it, it's so hard for these younger players nowadays to to have this competition especially when there's so much depth in Thursday especially in goal because there's only one yeah. player who plays in goal exactly and and when you've got two great goalkeepers at the football club like McGee and McGivory I think you just You've got to just bide your time. If Alex Bass is is willing to to wait and be patient, great. You know, benefit to us. If not, then all the best to him because he deserves a good career. He's. I think he'll get one at Pompey. I think we're looking at him now. He's he's a good academy prospect, but he's yeah. he's one of those players now. He's on the fringe, isn't he? The first yeah. team. And you've got to remember, for a goalkeeper, he's still relatively young. He's twenty yeah. years old, I think. So a lot, a long way to go. You know, mm-hmm. and, and let's just hope it works out for for all three of them. As I said, Dan Smith, 100%, I can see him. He gets about the pitch, you know, he bothers defenders, he gets down the, the channels really well. And as you said, he, he can finish well as well. So, you know, it's something for us all to look forward to coming into the future. And I know I'll be down at Bogner, uh, giving him a, you know, giving him a watch and uh, having some much chips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well, that's, I think, the only reason why you'll be heading down there, really. No, 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 no. watching the Pompey players yeah, and, yeah. and the chips. And the cheesy chips. So it's not too bad for a tenner, is it, mate? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah on to to the next part of the show Shrewsbury Shrewsbury yeah so the Shrews is that their nickname it is the the Shrews I think <laughs> I don't know, don't know. sorry it's, Shrewsbury it should, fans it should be it yeah. should be their nickname if it isn't already yeah yeah I mean hopefully um, easy three points Matt yeah 100% I, I think um I'm going for another three nil again, Hugh. Three now again. Yeah, I was uh, reading through Shrewsbury season so far today. Um, picked up a few stats, and it's not looking too great for them. In all honesty, it's so poor, yeah. isn't it? They they have not been scoring this season. Um, and I mean, Plymouth are making uh, the only team who are making them look better. Yeah, them. yeah, and you know. I'm sure Derek Adams will be saying that if he was in charge of Shrewsbury, they'd be in the Champions League as well. So, <laughs> you know, and sorry to get using the same joke again. I'm really not very uh, talented at jokes, as you can tell by my what more joke earlier. <laughs> <laughs> or Hughes, what more joke earlier. Whatever. Yeah. Shrewsbury, mate. Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury. Let's get back to, to the, the facts anyway. So, yeah, they've played six so far, obviously, this season. They've drawn three, lost three. I think they've conceded six goals and only con- only scored two. Obviously, that comes from them losing some vital players from last season and obviously their manager. Matt, um, who have they lost this season? Lay it out for us. So, they've uh, lost Paul Hurst, who was the manager. Obviously, that was a big loss for them. I think he came in and, and really sort of gave them a different dynamic, which no one expected last season. I think at the start of last season, they were favourites to go down. Um, and obviously got to the playoff final and just missed out to Rotherham. 
Um, John Nolan, who mm. was outstanding for them all season, scored that fantastic goal in the playoff semi-final against Charlton to get them into the to Wembley. Uh, and they've lost a centre-back, and, and I genuinely can't think of his name, but he's gone to Ipswich as well. I think a lot has been made of him. And Is he gone to basically replace Webster? Uh, I think he actually did. I think that was yeah. almost the call, pretty much. Um, and then, obviously, they've lost their, their goals up front with Stefan Payne, who's gone to Bristol Rovers. So so they are missing. And, obviously, they've uh, lost someone in goal. Yeah. And, and obviously, the, the big one for them, I think. And, and as we discussed in episode one, MCG, <laughs> you know, played for them last season at Fratton Park, kept a clean sheet, which it, we all know is, is one of his favourite things to do because he's done how many this season so far for us? Oh, just add it up. Luton. Yep, Luton, Oxford. Plymouth. Plymouth. Three or four. Three or four, anyway, point mm-hmm. aside. So, you know, they've also lost Dean Henderson as well, who who isn't with them anymore. I think he's in the championship. I'm not 100% sure where he's so at. So they're now. looking bare, aren't they? Is he at Villa? Down to the bare bones, as Sam's twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, down to the um, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, in term in terms of threat, yeah, obviously they've still got a few players from last season that were in the squad, but they're obviously not connecting anywhere near as well. Weren't as Shrewsbury season. particularly good at home last season? They were solid at home last season. Obviously, they were they were picking up results away from home this season. They have not done that at all. No, um, and it's it's looking desperate for them in all honesty. So, with our defence looking absolute rock solid, as we said earlier on the show, we haven't conceded a goal in open play. Two own goals, one penalty. Yep. in the league, yep. I don't really expect that to change with Shrewsbury coming down. Not at all. No, I I can't see them causing too many problems. The only thing I would say that goes against us is we have got quite a poor record against Shrewsbury. Since 2012, we've played them six times home and away, uh, only winning one of them, which was back in 2012, which is, I think, when we dropped into League One for the first time, maybe maybe the season after, I'm not too sure. History's about to be made then on Saturday, man. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, hopefully it's not another sort of Donny hoodoo and, and we don't get a result from that. You know, I think... I definitely had my hopes up for Donny. I thought it might be different this season. I didn't, mate. I We don't travel well to Donny. I didn't think we'd do well. We don't, I don't think we match up well against Doncaster. You know, sometimes a team you just don't yeah. match up well against. I mean, I think everyone struggles against Donny. Peterborough obviously drew at home with them last week as well. So they are a generally tough Peterborough team. Peterborough on a random tandem. They had, um, their manager got sent off, didn't he? Steve Evans, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, he's another person that, that doesn't hold back from... Uh, voicing his opinion and I'm sure we'll hear plenty of excuses come out of his mouth when we beat them in a couple of weeks at Derek Adams light Derek Adams light yeah <laughs> dilly dilly um, sorry for another horrendous joke stop looking at me like that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean overall I, I'm going for the 3-0 again I think score is Matt who's scoring for you who's scoring for me um, I'm going to go with this one Nathan Thompson hat trick <laughs> yeah, Dion Donaghy, <laughs> curling free kick from from the corner, yard. corner, straight in from the corner, left and right flank, left and right foot, <laughs> yeah, outside of the foot, curling yeah. that. I mean, I, I'm going with uh, Jams to open the scoring this weekend. Yeah, he's been quiet the last couple of weeks in terms of goals, anyway. He's Definitely assisted. 
He scored with his head. Oh yeah, maybe that's he why did. you yeah, forgot. Yeah, he never, really, yeah, he never <laughs> scored with his head. Never. How, how did I miss that one? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Still Jamal Lowe, yeah. Still Jamal Lowe, yeah. I mean, all right, he didn't score at Donny. Obviously, no one scored at Donny, but he didn't score at Donny. Didn't score at Bristol. So he's had a couple. Of first game of the season. He did score first game of the season. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got four goals now, hasn't he? Uh, Luton, Oxford. He got two, didn't he? Mm. And. Plymouth, so yeah, four, yeah, four, four goals. season. So <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I'll retract that statement a little bit, but you just yeah. want to see more. Then I want to see more. I want to see more from the number ten this season. I want to I want to see him showing his worth for that number. All right, quality mate. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with two 0 Two 0 Yeah, I think Shrewsbury are gonna come and park the bus. I definitely think that'll be the case. I think it's going to be one of those games in which it might take a little bit of a while to get a goal, but when it happens, it'll be 2 0. It'll be comfortable. I don't expect Shrewsbury to offer that much going the other way. Mm. So I'm going to go with maybe a bit different. I'm going to go Gareth Evans. Okay, yeah, interesting. To score yep. first. And to get the second goal, I'm going to go with a wild swing and say Thompson. Which Thompson? <laughs> this is the question. <laughs> Are you going with the Nathan Thompson or the Ben yeah, Thompson? Yeah, I'm going to go Nathan Thompson. Go I think Thompson? I think that little shimmy against Gillingham. I think he's just him up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's showing everyone his capabilities. He's just, for, uh, he's just going to dangle the keeper. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, little cheeky chip. Okay, well, you know, if the, if he's going to start pulling off goals like that, then I'm optimistic. Well, I say move him into the Salah position and let him run right. He you know. he said that he wants to make the right back position his. Yeah, he's competing against Walks, right? He he saw that little uh, that massively good strike against Utrecht in the friendly, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, look, I need to be able to score goals <laughs> as well, right? <laughs> Set moment, me up, boys. I mean, after his assist at midweek, I think. To be honest with you, if he feels like goals are going to go in at the speed of Ben Close's shots, then I think anyone would be wishing they're going to be scoring. You know <laughs> that so. trickled in. That oh. was like a FIFA goal. You know, when you used to play FIFA. Yeah, the sweaty. Just, yeah, and yeah. you just like get it to the corner line. And you, just, <laughs> you pass it across to you, to your own foul. You tap it in. I think we've scored a couple of goals. I mean, if you think of the opening goal on the weekend. Jam yeah. setting up for Ronan, that was a little tap across. It was, Jamal's yeah. opening goal against Luton on the first game of the season. Yeah. Little FIFA sweaty again. Do you reckon so. they're playing FIFA against each yeah, other? Yeah, they blatantly are. <laughs> they're just chilling out during the week playing FIFA. Yeah. And they're just suddenly just like, right, like, <laughs> Ronan, yeah, make yourself available. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm blisteringly quick. You know, you just choose those players on FIFA really that's fast. It, that's run it. through, then tap it across. So, yeah, anyway... Um, I think now we're going over to your tweet of the week, are we not? Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week from an absolutely charming Plymouth fan. It's from Tom uh, at six <laughs> sins underscore. What a great name! He's got a he's got a great photo of himself taking a, f- a selfie in the mirror, which is always a great one uh, with his camera phone. And he says, "Portsmouth Football Club, kick lads out for taking tops off." Refused entry for our drum, even though we allowed theirs in. Wait a sec. Stewards insulting our goal fans and hiding behind their supervisors. <laughs> Who are Tom? Fucking toxic club. Should have been liquidated at official Pompey. Wow. So, and what can you say about bitterness? Tweet of the week or twat of the week, I think more probably goes for that one. Really. How long did it take him to come up with those three points just making them up because oh, that have... sounds like absolute rubbish Matt's always standing there with his shirt off it's, it's rare you see him at a football game without his, <laughs> his shirt on yeah this is true I mean maybe more so back in the day when I was 
tipping pints down my throat and, and losing the, my sort of composure a little bit at games, shall we say, Bunce? Yeah, you know, yeah. Renowned for that. <laughs> if anyone did uh, get, get sort of sweat tipped in their face after I was throwing my shirt above my head, then I apologise. Uh, yeah, I would apologise for that one. Should yeah. that girl in the room, I wasn't too happy about it. <laughs> yeah, not my proudest moment at, at a game, but, you know, I mean... That just really sums up, doesn't it, how bad they must have been if that's what the fans are moaning about afterwards. If if, they, if you can't even moan about your own team and you're moaning about stewards hiding behind supervisors and the fact that you can't take your drum in, I mean, really? Did that impact the result, that they weren't allowed their drum? No, no, of course it didn't. And let's be honest, Tom, we know what you are. You're a Derek Adams burner account. <laughs> more than likely probably is anyway that's enough for today and uh, cheers for cheers for listening people yeah and we will uh, be back next week with episode 5 back next week so until then play out Pompey yeah 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 we run that drop roar on the track for the comeback in it like huh. yeah I'm on that hot wax on the floor catch a contact get them like loud yeah, we run that. Drop roar on the track for the comeback. Get it like blow. Yeah, I'm on that. Hot wax on the floor. Catch a contact.